Welcome to a Lunch with Biggie, a podcast about small business and creatives sharing their stories and inspiring you. My guest today started out on a quest for a hobby, an article about soap and candles making later, and they're now making and distributing over 40,000 candles a year. Please welcome the owners of Washington Gary and Ariel Bruckner. What's going on, guys? Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Thank yeah? you for having us. We're excited. Excited to be here. Thanks for having the lunch break, and thanks for letting me be at Washington Wick headquarters, uh, so we can uh, we can kind of chat a little bit. First question I always ask is, what is your go-to sandwich or mm. lunch? Go-to sandwich would have to be an Italian. Okay, love an Italian. Uh, the Stasios sandwich from Stasios is like their upgraded Italian. Um, love that one, um, but any any Italian style sub is really good. What about you, Gary? Yeah, I, I think I'm on the Stasio's bandwagon right now, too. Um, I love their Cuban. If, if I just need a sandwich, I, I, we go to their Cuban. I, I've i never had their Cuban. Oh, it is so good. So good. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was I was born and raised in New York, so I'm so used to delis and, you know, just sandwich shops, mom and pop shops all over the place. So it was it was really cool when you walked into Stasio's the first time. We're like, oh, this is, this is really good. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. So... Let's talk a little bit about, tell me a little bit about how it started. Because obviously I brought it up in the intro, but I want to know, like, tell the story about how, um, you know, how it kind of went. You both had corporate hospitality jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, How did it kind of come about that you're like, oh, I want to do, you know, I want to do candles and I want to do soap. Like, talk a little bit about that and then we'll kind of go from there and we'll kind of talk about the evolution of it. Yeah. So we were both working in hospitality, both in food and beverage and we were just so inundated with that lifestyle. Everything we did was food and beverage. All of our friends were in the same industry. And I know that I was just looking to kind of do something else. You know, a lot of people have, are more multifaceted. They have other things going on. And I was just looking, you know, let's start something new, um, a hobby. And we were on vacation. And I kind of off the cuff was just, hey, I kind of want to start a hobby. Like I've, like I've seen all of these really cool soaps people are making, maybe soap and candles. Um, and this is, I mean, literally poolside, margarita in hand, like off the cuff statement. Yeah, just, just having conversation. Right. Yeah. And we get home and this is where I have to give Gary props. Cause I said that. And then he goes and he just buys some stuff and we get it. We make one set of candles and he was hooked. Yeah. He, he was hooked. And after that, I think he just, you could see the entrepreneurship flair kind of go up in his mind. And he was just like, okay, we're going to, we're going to try this out. Right. So, so Ariel mentioned that, you know, when we're poolside, like she said, in Marco Island, like the beautiful place should not yeah. have my phone in my hand. But I, I think the rest of the trip, I was just scrolling. I was like, oh, at the time in 2018 i was like oh at the time candle industry three three billion dollar industry a year this is kind of cool soaps and candles you, you melt things you pour them very cool i was like those are correlated i was like and then i started thinking you know and i, and I think 72 hours or so later i think i had a name and, and our initial logo design and i'm like let's 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 try this so so I don't suggest hobbies anymore. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, is is that a normal? Is that a normal thing though for you, Gary? Like when things happen, you just kind of jump, and then how does that ebb and flow with the two of you? Because 
like personality wise because like that's kind of sometimes you're like hey i was just talking i wasn't i didn't say anything i was like you can't even like assume anything i'm like oh you know i really would love to go to and he's like we already booked a flight i'm ready to go let's go (laughs) so in certain respects a hundred percent okay um when gary gets an idea of we should have this new product the next three days will be spent google searches images links to that product until he figures it out um and I'm definitely the mindset of, let's bring it bring it down a notch. How does this relate? Does this make sense? Are we just, did you just go through a total time suck, you know, <laughs> distraction? Or is this something that will be a value add? Um, but it, it's one of those situations where if he didn't get on those tangents, we wouldn't necessarily be bringing in new product. Because I, I do take a little bit more of the reality check role. So I, I need some of that craziness yeah. to to keep innovating and keep doing new things. Right. And every I think every crazy person needs that that reality check person to pull them back to reality. And and I, I think that's the balance that you're asking about. Um, yeah. Hundreds of ideas in my head. They don't all come out because I know I know it won't get approved by the gatekeeper. So No, and I but I also think that's great that the fact that you guys kind of balance each other out. Because that's always a tough one when you have, if you kind of go. So it's kind of, that's kind of amazing. So let's talk a little bit about how, so you kind of came up with the logo. You did all that. You guys kind of started doing the the process of it. Um, I got to see kind of where we are, where we are today um, in the process. But, you know, the, the beauty of it is you guys have had to scale um, through the time. So when you guys first started, let's talk a little bit about that. Because that's always kind of the big uh the big thing of like, okay, how did you start? What did you do? Um, you know, how did people start knowing about you? And then kind of like, let's talk a little bit about that. And then we'll kind of talk about like how, you know, you guys kind of obviously keep evolving. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, we started August 1st, 2018. Um, and it, it was, it was a spaghetti water pot. Yeah. Like think of a really big pasta pot of boiling water. With and the then pitcher, we made yeah. a double boiler and we, we were melting wax on our stove top. And, you know, we started off, we knew we needed to start small because we started putting things in our cart and then shipping at the time was not as expensive as now, but you know, things add up. So, you know, like we, to, to boil a pitcher of wax to make four candles and four like small candles to boil that pitcher of wax, to get the wax to melt probably took 10 plus minutes. So, 10 to so, 15 yeah. minutes so to make four candles was just 15 minutes of just waiting time and there was no way to in that method increase that manufacturing it yeah. was so we were we yeah. were doing that and while you know we at the time you know because of costs you know we we ordered generic candle labels so we were hand stamping every candle label um i would just buy different stamps in the font we chose at the time uh from zazzle and different colors would be different stamps so we decided to stick with like six cents and um you know soap we were using like melt and pour soap and we we were making those as well and whatever we could make at nights or during the day, if we were working in the restaurants in the morning or the nights, you know, we, we would make them. And then we really, people start to got, you know, they, they were able to learn about our brand through markets. Right. And I, I think that's where we first met you, Biggie, yeah. you know, at, at, at East end, right. Yep. Up, up top before it was the neighbors. It was you like know? one of the, it was one of the night markets. Exactly. Had. Yeah. Like every, I remember once that. a month, every Friday, yeah. you know, we started to just meet people there and, 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 you know, we, 
all the hospitality experience. You know, it was kind of natural for us to one of us stood behind the table, one of us stood in front of the table, and we didn't want to sell what we had. It was more, uh, let's start a conversation. If the conversation led to you liking our product, that was just a you know cherry on top. Yeah, happy circumstance for sure. Yeah. I think it carries over to we wanted people when they passed to feel like guests and i when people reach out with with order requests i still refer to them as guests and that's definitely a mentality and i think it we both have it which has helped us um but from that pot stovetop method we went to what we thought at the time was a how many pound melter it was a 22 pound melter. It was like basically someone converted a crock pot, like a ball yeah. crock yeah. pot for us. And then we went from that to when we went, so that was, we went from stovetop in the kitchen to we converted a bedroom with this like crock pot style melter. Then we did an official conversion of our garage in our old home, um, AC'd it, um, insulated it, pulled the whole nine. And then we went to a, you know, a larger size, which was, we're getting now into the more industrial sizes. Yeah. Um, and now we have a, and from, yeah, from that, from that crock pot, we went to a hundred pound melter and now we have a 350 pound melter. So we're, we can, we can, if we needed to pour, you know, 700 candles in one, in one sitting, um, what we run out of is table space. Cause it needs to be flat and level. Right. So we, I still pour six candles at a time, hand mix the scent hand pour it. Um, but we are able to melt the wax in the greater capacity instead of waiting 10 minutes to pour four over boiling water. Wow. Yeah. So Ariel, one of the things, Ariel, the, one of the things that I found to be very interesting was the fact that obviously candles, candles are great, but you have to obviously have amazing scents for it. And one of the things that I found very interesting was that you're a som- som- say it, how do you pronounce it? Sommelier. Sommelier, um, which obviously plays a lot of factors on the sense of smell. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's for wine, but the sense of smell is very important when it comes to that stuff. Um, so tell me a little bit about that experience and then how you kind of used some of that. Because obviously, one of the things that makes your brand so special, I think to me, is the fact that you guys do a really good job job of honing in on the smell um, and being able to capture that smell. So can you talk a little bit about that aspect of it? Because I also know that, you know, it's not just that, but it's also the quality of product that you guys also use as well. Absolutely. So the idea when you're using it with wine training is to smell a glass of wine and be able to pick out characteristics. Um, you know, typically a type of apple, if we're talking about white wine, um, a type of citrus, with red wines, you know, we have red fruits. Um, you know, you have your whole, a, a ton of different scents. You, do you have oak? Do you have butter? Do you have vanilla? Um, and I think that just made me more keen on what was going on in a glass in a small amount of volume. Okay. So when, when someone asks for a cannoli candle, the, there are a ton of oil houses out there. Let's start there, actually. There are a ton of different fragrance companies that produce fragrances because cannoli isn't just a scent that exists in the wild. Okay. So you do. we do have to get oils from people that make fragrance. There could be a cannoli scent, but it's typically not to the quality that we like. It's not as complex. So I will say, what's in your cannoli? Well, it's a cannoli shell. Um, the shell has a little bit of cinnamon. Um, 
There is a pastry cream. The pastry cream has a little bit of lemon zest and I like to put chocolate chips on the end. Okay, so b- break that down. Yeah. We have, let's say vanilla for pastry, um, some sort of baking sense, but nothing too intrusive. Um, is there a lighter flavor of lemon? Is it a candied lemon? Is it a fresh lemon? Um, and then do we put in just a little hint of something chocolatey to bring it, to make it come alive? So when you all put, you're layering it. Um, and that's what really makes us unique is that we blend these scents versus just buying one and pouring it and giving right. it to you. Right. There, there's a lot more layers to it. And um, a fun story is we had someone and they wanted a cookie they, they wanted a candle to represent one of their cookies and they're like, it's chocolate and it's orange and it's like pistachio. And I was like, oh, easy. And I kept bringing them samples and they're like, well, it's like not this orange, it's that orange. It should be less or more or bright. And finally we said, can we just try this thing? Because I, I don't know say, what you want. I was going to say, let me, uh, <laughs> let me try it. Right. And it ended up being, it, it was a candied orange and I tried it and I was like, okay, I was I was in the wrong wheelhouse. I was in more um, like a fresh think cleaning supply orange scent versus a candied orange scent. So being able just to pinpoint those those things um, and then using really high quality fragrance. Yeah. And, and just being a little modest too, right? You, you went back to the classically wine trained, right? Yeah. So she was the director of beverage for a very large, you know, hotel that had many restaurants and you know, I, I think your training in that and bringing on food pairings and wine pairings and all of that, you know, that on top of, you know, your, you, she cooks dinner every night, which I'm very lucky, um, you know, where, you know, all of that kind of goes into where, you know, where it's almost like she's cooking or baking, um, but unlike a chef who gets to taste their product along the way, we, we can only smell it, right? So like, you know, and, and we're not going to get the true sense of what it is until it's mixed in a candle. So your mind might be going and making all this stuff, but now we have to wait four hours to turn it into a candle um, to even test it and try it. So lots of trial and error there, but you know, she's very good at, at, at the blending and replication. So talking about trial and error, how does that work? Like, what do you guys do? How many times does it usually take? I mean, obviously it's not like a one-time thing. Um, how do you keep track of all that? I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, it's almost, it literally is like you're creating a recipe uh, for food uh, and you have to figure out like, okay, I got to put this much. Uh, it's a little bit game of almost a game of chemistry and a game of, uh, you know, trying to what, how to the balance of ebb and flow of each. Absolutely. So we've made our own essentially recipe cards for lack of a better term. And it says, you know, what scent is it? Um, what company did we order it from? Um, ounces, grams, any other miscellaneous information so, Biggie, if you came to us and you said you wanted a candle, um, it would have your name, the date we poured it, so we know everything that's going into it and we can replicate it. And if we give you that sample, you give us feedback and we can go from there. Um, but it's exactly like a recipe. Yeah, and, and I'd say maybe two, three times. You know, there, there are certain times where she'll, she'll make it, you know, and you, you get a little preview by sniffing the beaker and you're like nailed it we got it this this is it you know like and to the point where like a lot of our candles that we have right for our own brand you know we have 43 different scents um right now and i think a lot of them came from trial and error with other customers um 
you know, and, and they just became our scents because we love them so much. What are the most popular scents, would you say? In our line? It, I think it's it, seasonal. Yeah. Um, right? So, like, we're in, it's pumpkin chai, yeah, pumpkin spice season say. right now. So, you know, our pumpkin chai latte is doing really well. Um, you know, and, and, you know, that was one of the, the original candles. Um, you can tell when a candle came out by the number. Um, so, you know, pumpkin chai latte is, oh, geez, number, number five, I believe. So it says hand poured number five right on pumpkin chai latte. So that was one of the original six that we had at the table. Um, so, but yeah, that, that always comes around season. We have autumn right now that does really well. Of course, during the holidays, you know, balsam fir, which is like a Christmas tree. Yeah. We have um, all of our holiday scents. So what Gary was saying, um, you know, Christmas tree, pine, fir, um, cinnamon roll, things of that nature. I think overall, um, citrus cotton is still one of our best sellers, mm-hmm. and that was the second candle we ever made. So that's a fun. Um, that's a fun one. Um, white tea is just classic, fresh. I don't think we've ever had someone who didn't like it. Um, it's a perfect gift, perfect thing for your house. I think um, relaxing on wine does really well too. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of eucalyptus, juniper, peppermint. <laughs> you know, it's it's that. You know, it's 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 the calming yeah. candle that you want. You know, to light in your home after maybe like our day's work. So. And then most recently, we have a sage and cedar candle that has become very popular, but it's more on that musk side. So it's warming. It's musky. Um, almost a little bit like a men's cologne. Okay. Um, and that's become very, very popular too, but it's, it is very seasonal, very seasonal. And I can, and I can imagine that just because that's, those are the things you want to capture during those times, especially here in Florida. Um, you know, but you also don't just aren't just in Florida because you guys sell in a variety of different places. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that kind of progression. So you guys kind of, as you started progressing, you started growing, started investing more money Mm -hmm. into it. At what point, because I know, I know Gary, I know Gary right now, you still do the corporate side. Mm-hmm. Ariel, Ariel yes. I know you, you know, you obviously at the same time when I met you guys, you guys had your first child and now you have another child. Mm-hmm. So you're also balancing that aspect of it. But I also know that you're pretty much doing this full time, you know, at home you're in your, in our, in your home facility. Um, but at the same time, Gary then at home will come home and then he'll start pouring. Uh, so Tell me a little bit about like at what point that kind of conversation had and like, hey, we're ready to now, it's not just doing markets, it's now actually, we're now producing and it's like a full on production. So really over COVID things very much so evolved and the business went from, we almost closed it to a drastic increase in demand. Um, the result of people being home more often So that's 2020. We start to amp up. Um, I went, I went back to work after having our first, um, our first son and, you know, working in hospitality, it was just a little chaotic because no one knew what was going on. Uh, Everyone was working, helping out, um, but in different capacities than maybe what their roles necessarily were. Um, and it was just a very different environment, but also having a kid, it, it changes what your priorities are. Yeah. So uh, January of 21, we took the leap to me doing that full time. Um, but to be honest, when I left 
my job, um, we were still on the fence of if I was going to go back to work to somewhere else, if I should change industries altogether. So it was a little bit of like wait and see. And I did kind of job search a little bit. Um, see if any, you know, what, is there a new avenue that would be more, you know, family friendly to having a small child? And then over that time, business just continued to pick up and pick yeah. up and pick up, which is, and it was, you know, we were fortunate enough. And so it kind of happened in this organic way of, um, we're just too busy. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, it was COVID for two years, right? So people were home working from home. So, you know, I told you when we started, it was like a $3 billion industry. You know, I don't fact check me, but I think it's like an $11 billion industry now. Right. So people yeah. were at home in their home offices. They just wanted them to smell good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like, like Ariel said, you know, it, it, I think May, 2020, we're like, we, maybe we should close this you know, we haven't gotten any orders. Right. And then, and then something, you know, it was just, it hit us like a, like a freight train to the, to the point where, you know, uh, after COVID, you know, we actually didn't really go back to markets or anything like that just because, you know, the, you didn't need to. the, the time, yeah. And the, and the time that it was taking, you know, after working all day and coming home and doing it at night. Um, but it was super helpful that Ariel was able to leave that corporate side and do this during the day because we, we couldn't do it without, you know, we couldn't do it without her and we're still employees one and two. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing I think that's amazing is the fact that I know in the beginning when you both had your jobs, you did exactly kind of what I did. All the money went goes back into the business. Mm-hmm. So that way you can kind of help make it self-sustain and be able to do those things. Now you guys are at a point where, you know, I know 75% of your business is, you know, is not just, you know, 25% of your business is actually your brand that people are actually buying, but then you're also producing amazing candles for 75, you know, kind of like in that white label, yeah. uh, private market. Uh, which is amazing. Um, how did that come about? Did people approach you? Did you approach them? Um, was that just one of those things that someone smelled your candles and was like, man, this is great. I want a candle. Uh, is that kind of how it went? Like, tell me, tell me a little bit about kind of how that kind of, cause I know that thing kind of probably steamrolled and then, uh, and you just kind of kept growing and growing. So it happened at one of the markets. Someone came up to us and, um, they happened to own their own business and, us being our friendly selves, we're just, hi, how are you? Is this your first time here? Oh, what do you like? What, uh, you know, have you tried X, Y, and Z place? That's what some of my favorite places. And we're just chatting with them and very organic interaction. Don't even think they bought anything. Um, the next month we were at the same market and they came back and said, oh, you know, I bought one of your candles and it's my favorite one. Um, I'm opening up a secondary location and I would like you to make candles for it. And we're like, oh, this is pretty cool. Sure, we'd, lo- we'd love to. Um, you know, the second location isn't opening for a while, so we'll be in touch. And we just kind of left that being like, okay, like, great. Like, great. If, if that happens, yeah. you know, happens, awesome. Um, and then how long? Like a decent amount of time went by and Gary reached out to them and was just like, hey, you know, do you remember us? And they immediately said, yes, absolutely. We've been meaning to talk to you. And that was our first private label client. Right. And I'll go ahead and say it. Right. And then that that turned into a relationship with Gideon's. Right. So like, you know, that was, you know, you know, we and we, you know, we're very grateful for that relationship. Right. Um, You know, so that 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 
that's how that happened, you know, and we're so fortunate that we work for all these local, you know, local companies, you know, we, we make Kelly's ice cream, you know, we do salty donut candles, we do bros with hose at the jungle room, you know, we just did a private label for Maffrey's. Yeah. yeah. So from that one interaction, it really has opened up this whole world of what is Orlando small business, yeah. which has been so cool. We, we wouldn't know about it. Um, otherwise, you know, if we didn't do this um and it's cool people you know people flip over our candles it says proudly hand poured by wash and wick and then that turns into the website sales but to answer your question we we have had a bunch of people reach out from mainly social media and they'll say oh i'm a realtor in dallas can you put my logo on a candle um we just did a really cool project with mall of america um they were opening up a haunted house and again Social media have reached out. Um, they have haunted characters and they wanted scents to go with them and merchandise for their shop. And um, so it really is these very organic interactions with people. Um, and the fact that we are employees one and two, we can do such a smaller quantity than if you were to go online and say, yeah. like, I want to manufacture a candle. They're probably going to quote you 5,000, 10,000 units versus oh, you're a small gift shop and you want 50? Okay, we can do that. Um, So we found this niche of being able to accommodate smaller orders that probably would have get overlooked. Yeah, Yeah. and there's a creative side to that too, right? And like, I think my my personality, I I thrive off of that part too because you it keeps you from getting a little bored, right? It's nothing's mundane. You're not pouring every single night. You know, you're you're working with a customer to, to bring bring their vision to life you know yeah and that's kind of one of the big things it's kind of like um i look at it as when i talk to other like chefs and restaurants like the fact that or bakers um like where they kind of like you're making you make the constant stuff that you always do but at the same time that's the fun part is being able to do the creative aspect Mm -hmm. of it being able to come up with new scents be able to come up with new ideas um that's the fun part that everyone loves everyone loves the that part of it. I know like Kelly's favorite thing from Kelly's homemade ice cream, her favorite thing is to do like research and development and try to create new flavors and flavor profiles and things like that. That's like always her favorite part of the aspect of it. Um, so that kind of kind of gives you that. And that's one of the fun parts about what you guys are doing, which I think is, uh, I think it's amazing. Uh, you guys do, you know, the candles are absolutely amazing. So that's kind of one of the big things. Now, speaking of that, since the name is wash and wick, uh, let's talk a little bit about like how that kind of transitioned. Cause obviously in the beginning you guys were doing soap and candles. Um, obviously how, tell me a little bit more about that kind of aspect, because obviously that's two productions, two different, very different production productions, a lot of hand on work on that. Tell me a little bit of like, how was there like an evolution there where you're kind of like, Hey, I kind of need to evolve, evolve the brand, but kind of keep things, um, keep that being elements of it. Yeah, there, there was, there was an evolution, right? Like when we first started, you know, it was only a couple cents, you know, and, and we were, we were able to, you know, manage, I would say everything. And, you know, as we were growing, you know, candles just took over, right. You know, I, I would still argue today that like 95% of our sales are, you know, probably, you know, that candle product. Um, you know, so we, we started looking for, you know, and, and, and we started looking for someone to help us manufacture, you know, we're, we were kind of like, you know, hey, we make candles for other people. Maybe maybe someone can make our soaps. Um, so it was really important to me that we found a Orlando-based business. Um, it was really important to me that we looked into a 
co-women owned or women owned business because that's kind of you know that's what we are um and you know we eventually found the the ladies at naked bar soap company here in orlando and you know they're awesome to work with and you know we partnered with them and made three exclusive soaps for for our brand um to kind of keep that part of the name alive right wash yeah. for soap wick for candle um yeah if you, you know. pull the metrics it would be 99.5 percent <laughs> candles and a little bit of soap and for some reason, one just caught on more than the other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so from a facility standpoint, continuing to make both just didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So we reached out to find a partner and it's really worked out, you know, beautifully for us. Yeah. So we, so we, we still offer our soap today just to kind of, you know, give a little homage to how we started um, and to keep the name to make sense, right? Wash and Wick. But, you know, aside from candles, you know, we are still making our reed diffusers um, and our wax melts and our other products like that. Yeah, and that's the other thing that I was I thought was very interesting was the fact that you guys have created, um, you know, you have your your sense, but then you kind of created various different skews in different areas of how you can kind of accept or I guess enjoy those scents, um, you know, and that's kind of one of the fun things about it. But at the same time, it also adds more work because you're not just doing creating like oh well we're just doing like a two wick candle. It's like I'm, you know, I saw, as I think you have like one, it's like five, yeah. uh, like this 20, like this is massive. I mean, granted, I, I would be perfectly fine with it, you know, <laughs> but it's like, it'll be, you know, and, and out of curiosity, cause you also use fine, you know, use f- soy, um, when it comes to yeah, that, hundred you know. percent soy wax. Yeah. So all these things, I mean, like, how are you guys handling that inventory of constantly trying to go? Cause I mean, that's, con- that's a lot of pouring. That's a lot of, how are you guys handling all of that? Um, you know, when it comes to supplies and just kind of handling just that, the amount of product to create so many different SKUs. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of sheets and documents and spreadsheets. His nickname is spreadsheets. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, lovingly, I think at at my corporate world and here at home, I guess, um, you know, but it, it, I think it helps keep us organized, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, by day when Ariel is running the business, you know, she's printing out orders, she's labeling candles, she's, she's, um, delivering orders to our local accounts in the UPS stores, but more importantly, she is preparing the make boards, right? So we have different clipboards, which are our order boards, you know, samples that need to be made and orders for wholesale that need to be made and orders for private label. So she is keeping me in line with that. And, you know, when I walk in the door to, you know, do my nighttime pour, if you will, um, you know, I am looking at that and that is telling me what I need to, to make for the day. And, you know, uh, next to that, I have an inventory sheet, right? So as I'm using this product, if I'm like, oh, I'm down to only five pounds of this particular oil, you know, time to add that to the board and, you know, keep that inventory running. And we've also just had to increase quantities. Yeah. Instead of buying, you know, one box of Wix, we'll buy 10 at a time. Yeah. And when it gets down to two, okay, we need to re-up that part to 10. Yeah. And, you know, having a dedicated, it sounds so simple and it really is, but we have a board that sits on the wall. And when we realize we're low on something, we put it on there and then we order things maybe two, three days a week uh, because we do have so many different vendors. Um, and so as we have that need, we'll we'll put those orders in. All right. Yeah. And we had to bulk up, right? When we first started, we ordered one case of 50 pounds of wax and we're like, this is going to last us forever. Right. And now I, I think in a night, you know, I could go through eight of those cases. Wow. Right. So, you know, now we have two pallets, you know, about 4,000 pounds of wax delivered to our, our unit. 
um, you know, at a time because, you know, it's just in order to keep up. And, you know, I, I think a part of us has a little chip on our shoulder from supply chain issues with, with COVID, um, you know, so now I also kind of, you know, carefully live in fear of inventory issues too, yeah, right? Because no that's, that. you need it to make your products. So how do you, how do you balance, and I'm not talking about balance of the business. I'm talking about balance life because you have two little ones. We do. And I'll, I hear, I hear a lot, I hear a lot of Gary going, you know, I, I pour, I start pouring at night and all that stuff. So like, what, I guess we'll go with, I'll go with a simple question. What do you do for fun when you're not actually pouring, doing candles and having to do it with like young toddlers? What do we do for fun? That's a great question. I don't know if we remember what fun is. Uh, no, I mean, we we love to travel. Um, that that really is one of our passions. Uh, best, you know, we have two best friends who live in Chicago, and we um, we like to plan, you know, one or two trips a year with them. So definitely travel. Uh, you know, we still love food and beverage, so eating new things, drinking new things, um, right. I guess to answer your question, like how do we balance it? Yeah. Um, you know, every small business owner will say you work 24 seven to me balance is, you know, we're going to work 24 seven. We're going to, you know, be doing whatever we need to do until 10 PM, 11 PM. But maybe it's one weekend a month. We're at the beach and we turn things off and we're not working. And so if I need to work, you know, 27 days, kind of crazy, but three days you're completely off. Okay. That's in balance to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we could plan a trip well in advance and, you know, know what's coming, right. You know, we, you know, we can know what giant wholesale orders we might have or private label orders coming up and we can plan accordingly as well. So yeah, I, I think trips and I think food, like our, our, I think that still is our favorite thing to do. We, we love experiences like that. I think on the weekends too, um, because we do have kids and we can't just, you know, we want to spend time with them. Yeah, of course. We'll look at the weekend and say, okay, um, what are going to be like two fun activities? So, you know, we really enjoy Formula One. So we'll go up to the movie room and we'll make it like a whole experience with our toddler about, you know, he'll bring his toy race cars and we'll, you know, we'll watch the Formula One race. He knows all the race car drivers. He, he yeah. shouts them out by name and, you know, we, we just make sure we... So, you know, that you know that's our fun activity before we have to dive into work or, you know, we'll go to the farmer's market. But making sure the weekends have a, a little bit of, it's nothing extravagant, but what mm. are we doing that's not work, that's family related um, and try to get out of the house because we both work from home. Um, we're home a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of being home. Um, so, you know, go to the farmer's market in the morning, you know, maybe the splash pad with our three-year-old and then, um, and then kind of dive back into it. But you have to, you have to map out your time or you'll just lose track of it. Yeah. It's very easy to kind of get lost in the, get lost in the weeds Yeah, yeah. or in you guys pouring, uh, pouring wax, uh, would <laughs> I, definitely be, yeah. I could see that kind of going. Um, Gary, out of curiosity, when you're pouring wax, I saw a TV in your room, <laughs> Um, in the, in the, in the area where you're pouring, what, do you listen to music? Is there anything that you guys are like, you're jamming out to? What do you, uh, what's like, what's the, cause there's gotta be something like, cause I know like when I'm packing orders, I got, I got some music going, I got like some playlist or something going. For sure. What do you usually have, uh, have going on? I have a or, couple or answers for that. It, okay. it kind of depends, right? So I, I can be. I can be easily distracted. So if, if I have a big order and there's a tight deadline, you know, Google is, is playing something, right? Like, okay. you know, 
you know, classic rock music, you know, the hits I used to listen to with my dad when we used to go work with him. Um, but you know, if, if I have a little bit of time, you know, I'm throwing on the office or Brooklyn nine, nine or Those are my favorite shows. Um, my goodness, what show, what have we just been watching lately? New girl, new, new girl, like anything oh, yeah. like that. Right. Pe- I guess Peacock. Right. Thank you. Um, you know, but you know, throw on that show and you know, I've seen them so many times where I can recite the office by, you Correct. know, without looking, you just need I, it I as a my, background. My you just need it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you know, just have that on in the background. Um, you know, and I will say the last couple of days I've been listening to your podcast. So, you know, well, it's, I appreciate it's, that. Of course. Um, and then I know you have a completely different answer. <laughs> so I have a separate labeling area. Okay. So where I can be a little bit more flexible with our two little ones. Yeah. Um, so for like labeling and finishing and I have two modes. I can turn on a show, which recently I like to rewatch something usually, mm-hmm. uh, I'm rewatching through Grey's Anatomy. Okay. But I always fall off around season nine because it just gets too ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I before that I watched all of Great British Bake Off. Okay. Like every season, rewatch seasons. Yeah. Um, but then when we're on a tight deadline, and I get the kind of nudge from Gary of like, "Hey, you need to pick up the bass." <laughs> um, I'm listening to music, and it's like Alesso or EDM, something that's like really high energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can just kind of zone out and groove out too. Yeah. No, I love that. That's usually kind of how I'll, I'll, I'll kind of do it as well. Like I'll have, sometimes it'll be a movie. I have Brooklyn nine, nine is always, it's like that. Or so yeah. my daughter's gotten into a bunch of different shows as well. Like her big thing now is Gilmore girls. Like she just keeps watching that. <laughs> yeah. She loves that. Um, <laughs> and, but for the most part, like we usually will watch like a superstore or one of those type of shows. That's show too. Right? That's, yeah, that's right. what we that's, just finished. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think what it is, like I love ensemble shows. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. come to the conclusion, like those are my favorite comedies are the ensemble comedies. Um, and so like, I'll love watching those. And so during COVID, my daughter realized and got into watching Brooklyn nine, nine, cause I would just play it so I could have it in the background. Uh, as I'm working uh, and during my day job. But then I would also leave it, sometimes leave it on, or I would just kind of just have music or something going on when I'm in like in my office trying to pack orders yeah, and stuff. You, you need it. You know, it, it, yeah. it keeps you on time and maintains that focus. Yeah, exactly. What, um, what are, what would you say is like your favorite part of running the business? Cause obviously, and, and I'm going to, and I'm going to go back to something because I want to, I want to point out something that I've kind of learned from, cause you guys put so many hours in, there's definitely a love. It's like, I'm pretty sure. I mean, obviously it's work, but there's a love that you guys have found to do this and create and like what you're creating, um, which I think is so important because I think a lot of people, um, and I don't know if you, if you have people like this in your life, but there's a lot of people that tend to ask me sometimes like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you killing yourself? Why are you doing this? You have other things like you can just have like your regular, a regular job and that's it. Um, and I just say, no, I'm like that. I enjoy this. This is like, even though it's work, is that kind of, I'm, and that's kind of how I get it from you guys is like that same, that same feeling. It's kind of like, obviously it's a business, but it's something that you guys are, are passionate about and you enjoy. Yeah, it is. It's really gratifying seeing something come together. Um, I think both of us do have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, funny enough, I think in college, I was told, um, you don't necessarily want to start your own business or, you know, specifically open your own restaurant because it's really expensive and you'll lose a lot of money. 
So go work for a bigger corporation and you can play with their money. And I was like, okay, I, I understand that. But now being able to work for ourselves and only have to really report to us um, and we've grown this thing and to see how it's grown over time, it is really fulfilling. Um, you know, I never thought that I would be here saying, yeah, we make candles for a living. It sounds such like an old school thing, like, oh, the candlestick maker. Um, but it is, you know, it is incredibly gratifying um, to grow something together and to say, hey, we built that. Yeah. And, it, and it's crazy to say, you know, we quite literally probably each put at least 60, 65, 70 hours a week into this, you know, we pouring, labeling, all of that, you know, each. Um, so it's crazy to say that that many hours on top of maybe a day job or something like that, that there's more flexibility, but it, in a sense, it, it gives you more flexibility, right? It, it, you, you can plan things out like we were saying, and you know, it, it allows you, it allows you to keep being creative, right? Like, you know, it's, it's funny, you almost think, and you know, I'm sure for yourself, right? You, you almost think, what did I used to do with the time before the business, right? Like, what did I fill that up with, right? And, you know, we, we, we make sure there is a balance, right? And I, I you know, I, I do think having our kids, you know, have, has taught us to definitely live a more balanced life, which, you know, we're, we're so grateful for, um, you know, but I, I, I do think pouring and, you know, pouring all that time, you know, I, I do love the flexibility of owning our own business and being able to do what we want. Um, you know, and then I think the gratifying part is like, right, if we're, if we go to the neighbors and go eat, you know, pasta at the Nilo's walk-up bar, you know, and, we happen to look over and someone's smelling one of our candles. We're like, that's so cool, right? Like someone, like I just poured that, right? Or at the Gideon's line at East End, you know, and someone's ordering a cookie in front of us and they're smelling a candle. And I'm like, you know. It doesn't yeah, get old. It's still a very no, cool you know, feeling. Like, you know, no, I think smiling, that's Smiling, saying it's yeah. pretty like, awesome. And, just, you know, it's, and, it's cool. And I'm not going to, you know, we, we can't lie. We have been able to see some of the financial reward of running our own business. Of course. Right? I mean, we are in a business for a reason. Um, you know, we spent three and a half years not taking a cent out of the business. Um, and then when I started doing it full time, maybe even six months after that, we finally said, okay, like we have the means to, to pay ourselves. Um, you know, we have been and we are 100% self-funded. You know, we've never taken out a loan or a Which grant, um, anything like that. And I think as a small business owner, knowing when you can start paying yourself is really tricky. Um, but also having the flexibility, you know, and people are always like, oh, you write your own paycheck. That must be so cool. You can just give yourself whatever you want. And there's more to it, right? You still have expenses. Um, but also, you know, there were a couple months or there have been a couple months over time where it's like, hey, we paid ourselves in January. February and March were not what we thought. And you take zero. And you, you know, you have to balance that out too. So, um, but finally being able to make a product, see it come to life and then reap the benefits, you know, financially, but then also emotionally. And, you know, it, it, it really is fulfilling. No, I love that. And I think that's, that's the amazing part about it. I think that's like the big thing. Um, I have two questions before we kind of start wrapping up because it is a lunch break. Um, <laughs> one of the things I'm kind of curious of, and I always try to kind of, I've been, more and more intrigued by this are both of do, do both of you because you mentioned college is there was there always an entrepreneurial spirit like did you have like a entrepreneurial um like role model i guess that kind of led kind of led you through this because i don't feel like everyone 
I've noticed from what I've noticed on my podcast doing this for like two years now that a lot of people usually do have someone um, or there's something, there's just like a spirit of them. That's how it is. Like, I think it's like, you know, so I'm kind of curious what you guys have. So I don't think so much for myself. Um, It's something I've come into. I just really wanted to brag about Gary because he's so entrepreneurial focused. Um, Like a really fun story. Uh, We were dating and he uh, decided he was going to wash his car at his apartment. I was at work and he's just washing his car like a typical job. And I come home and there are two like ginormous, two or three huge like plastic bins, soap, car wax, uh, polishing cloths. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, I'm going to start a car wash business where I go to people's homes and I will wash their car at their home. And I mean, Gary doesn't wash cars, so like that didn't work out for him. But that has always been his mindset of, okay, how can I innovate? How can I make this better? How is this something I would enjoy to do? And that's just one example. And I think, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to laugh on it now, but you've always been that way. Yeah, I I think. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Thank you. I, I, I think. To Ariel's point, I think there's not, there you know one to two times a day. I'm probably thinking about a new a new really? idea, right? Mostly yeah. something for the business now, but like you know we we are launching a, a subsidiary of Wash and Wick very soon. Um, it's going to be more of the home decor side, nice. um, and that's finally happening. But you know I think we're always thinking of like new ideas, like what can we do? How can we capture this market? Um, so that's always been you know kind of how I run it. I think my role model was my father. Um, you know, I, I grew up with a dad who, you know, he, you know, he didn't finish college, but he owned a very successful tile business. So I saw my dad six days a week, wake up at five 30 in the morning, you know, go drive to a customer's house and then come, you know, come home at five o'clock, six o'clock at night. And it was a one man show, right? Like, you know, it was, it was hard work, you know, that is, you know, my first job was at McDonald's at 14 years old. And, you know, but I was, you know, 12 years old helping him mix cement and carry, you know, cement and tile upstairs, you know, at at a house in the Hamptons as we were tiling it, you know, so I I watched my dad my entire life, you know, who he's owned, he owned his own business for about 32 years. Um, You know, I just I watched him hustle. And I saw I know how much that meant to me as as a kid, Um, you know, and, and more so now as I look back at it. I know what he put into it and it just, it meant so much. And, you know, I, I think if I can give half that feeling to Grayson and Graham, you know, our, our sons, you know, later in life, you know, I, I think that would be the coolest, you know, I, I want them to see that we, we are working hard, but you, you work hard and you, you do reap some benefits and, you know, you, you, you get to enjoy special moments and, and exactly and now we include them right you know grayson it's, is three and a half years old yeah. and he helps put stickers on wicks <laughs> um you know and he he enjoys it you know he he thinks it's fun and he thinks it's a game and we make it something he also probably assumes that's normal like right that's, that's all the amazing <laughs> that's the amazing part about it because um with my daughter being 15 she thinks it's normal and when i ask her I'm like hey do you ever do you think everything is weird she's like i don't know this is what you do dad like this is what it is yeah and i'm like she doesn't think any other way of how that is like that's just a normal normal life um and i'm always kind of intrigued with when it comes to that because i've talked to some parents who are are entrepreneurial and have businesses and then their kids sometimes don't want to do it because they see the what their parents do 
but then others get inspired by it and they're like, yeah, this is normal. Like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, which I think is great. Um, what advice would you give someone if they were going to be starting something? I think you guys are a great example because of the fact that you guys kind of evolved and kind of kind of continue building upon your your brand and your business. So I'm always kind of curious, like what do you, what advice would you give someone um, when they're wanting to start something? Not every idea is a million dollar idea, and so it's really hard to know what's going to be the thing that kind of clicks. So it, it it's difficult, right? Because you have to take that risk. We started making candles on a hope, a wish, and a prayer, and we've been able to grow it. I would say if we hadn't seen success with it, we would have had, you have to cut it off at some point. And so you kind of have to say in your mind, how long am I going to let this go? Um, you have to check yourself that way. And until that point, you have to be very dedicated. If this is a business that you want to be successful, you have to dive in. Um, and that doesn't mean necessarily quit your job. Um, you know, Gary still has a full nine to five job. job yeah. um, but you do have to, you kind of have to have like good judgment. You know, Gary starting a car wash business, I don't think was the right way to go. Um, I was super pumped though. I had a you were so car. excited. Oh, yeah. Every week I cleaned my car for, um, for many weeks. I had so much soap left over. Uh, but, but, you know, and maybe for someone else it would have. Yeah. You know, it didn't spark the joy. So it's this weird dichotomy of you have to take the risk, you have to jump in, but then you have to say, okay, at what point is this not happening? And I need to move on from it. So I think being able to check yourself or have someone who will say, hey, you've been doing this for a year. What have you made from it? Um, I think in a tactile way, start tracking very generally expenses and revenue. And it's, I think it's, you know, it's considered very gauche to talk about money with people. Yeah. But again, if you're running a business and you might have a very good product, but not understand that what is cost of goods? How much should I mark this up? Okay, I'm selling it for $5. Am I making enough out of it? Um, and people are kind of timid to have that conversation. But at the beginning, just just kind of track, you know, open up Excel and just put everything you buy, you know, very simply. Right, and I'm then sure and write and then write how much revenue you make yeah. and just see if it if it equals a net net. Uh, you know, if you can kind of break even, okay, we're on the right track. Um, but I think a lot of small businesses are like, I want to open a business on a whim and then I'm just going to put a lot of money into it and you have no idea where it's going, what it's yeah. doing. Um so you have to have some organization to it. So I think to summarize, be committed, dive in, you know, do it. You can do it. Know when you need to pull yourself out of it. And you have to have some sort of organization. You can't, you can't just blindly buy things and expect it to make money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you probably have this too, right? Like we have so, we were joking half-heartedly before, but you know, we have so many spreadsheets, right? Like every every candle, every skew has a costing sheet, right? Like I know down to the penny what it costs us to make it. And, you know, we update it as costs go up, right? Because costs have gone up since COVID and they've never gone down. 
um, you know, and we, you know, we, we have those to, to kind of check ourselves there too. But I think for me, um, Ariel kind of took part of it. You know, it has to give you a spark, a, a joy. You, you have to have a passion for it um, because 50% of it, I believe, is is people see your passion and yeah. they want to know more about it, right? Like mm-hmm. you you are so passionate about sandwiches, right? That that, that became your, your brand, Correct. right? So, you know, I think that's a big part of it as well. Um, for me, for anyone starting a business, I, every year we do this, we have a, we sit down, we have a goal meeting in about November, December that, you know, before the next calendar year. And we have a big, like 20 by 16 piece of paper that hangs up every, every year. And it is five columns of goals. There's a revenue component. There's how many new products are we releasing? What we're doing with the community? Um, something involving our website or wholesale website, um, and then more maybe buy a new melter, buy a new piece of equipment. Kind of like yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. we write down our goals for the entire year. It's not meant. It's not something that we write in November that we we're supposed to start in January that we're supposed to achieve in February. It is realistic goals yeah. that we are trying to hit by November, December, end of year. And you know we we do our numbers. You know I sit down do the numbers every month. We kind of we make a budget. We make a forecast. We try to see where where we're going with our revenue for the year. But I mean, it's getting to the point where I think we're getting pretty good by like, you know, the November, the the year before, you know, we're able to know what we're going to do next year, just based on like increases in forecastings. Mm-hmm. But it's because of that goal, it's being constantly reminded. It's the first thing we see when we walk in that door is what our goal is. It's like, oh, I, I maybe I should spend an extra hour pouring candles. Like I might be really tired, but look at that goal on yeah. that door. You know, I have to get to it. So I'm, I'm, I'm big on writing down goals because part of it's like manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. If you see it every single day. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to start to believe in it, believe in yourself and, you know, continue to believe in the business, which you did from the get go. Cause yeah. you wanted to start it. A goal should also push you a little bit. Um, you know, something we wanted to get back to is doing more in-person events. Cause we, we pulled back yeah. and we made that as a goal. And I think, you know, three, four months had gone of the year had gone by. And I said, Oh my goodness, we haven't done one. We need to sit down and, you know, plan some events out and really, you know, get back to it. So it is supposed to push you. And we don't always make everyone at the end of the year. But then we can reassess and say, okay, do I want to keep this? Do I want to change it? Um, but they they help push you along. Yeah. And again, they help you grow. They help you innovate. Um, it really is a, a fantastic tool. No, I totally agree. I agree. I do a vision board yeah. as well. I do a family one and then I do like a, we do a family one. I do an individual one. Um, and there's usually a deli fresh one. I also do, I also try to make it a point to, I'm sometimes better at it than other years, but I also will make it a point to kind of write down, kind of like put somewhere and jot down the little wins that happen. Yeah. So that way at the end of the year, I can kind of go back and reflect because what happens is during the course of the year, we don't, remember we don't remember what happened six months ago and then you forget you're like oh yeah remember when you did that collab with those people or when you did this special thing you're like oh i totally forgot about that that was amazing and then that and then you start realizing like hey this led to this um and then you kind of can see all these things kind of connect and it's so important to celebrate those wins for sure right you know even you know and if you're just starting right you know it's your first sale it's Mm -hmm. your 10th sale it's your 100th sale it's so important to celebrate those wins, even if it's with yourself, you know, it, it's just that, that just helps the process, right? Cause you need to have the mindset. When you guys started, I'm always intrigued by this. 
how, especially with the people around you, like, did you have a lot of people that kind of just said like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, why are you guys doing this? Like who wants candle? Like you can get a candle anywhere. Why would I do this? Like, did you have, like you, did you have a lot of people to do that? Cause I mean, obviously I, I get a lot of people yeah. that ask me like, why would you start what you're doing? But like, did you have a lot of those people like that? I, I think because we started it truly as a hobby, doing it on the side and I, I I'll call myself out. I wasn't even a believer until we really started to progress. Right. I kind of, there was a point where I was pouring candles and labeling them all in the office themselves, you know, ourselves. And I was like, look, look what I did today. I I think, you know, I had it, you know, mentally I was like, okay, I'm not going to take this seriously yet because I don't want to get lost in it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then once you kind of see the trajectory, I was like, okay, this is a real thing. Um, but you know, my parents are so supportive. I don't think they necessarily understand how much volume we do. And so every time my dad comes over and I love my dad, he's the best, but he'll go, Oh, do you have like, um, like a new person you're kind of making things for? And I'm like, yeah, dad, we're constantly making stuff (laughs) for everyone. Like we have not been into your work (laughs) area where (laughs) your shop is like literally like I looked in there and I was like, Oh, I'm like, like the whole wall of of wax, like basically like yeah. of just boxes of just wax. Yeah. And it's more so, you know, not understanding or just not knowing, yeah, right? Yeah. Ne- the necessary scale. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, such a big supporter, uh, but maybe just not privy to the fact yeah. that like every day we have orders coming in from somewhere, whether it's a wholesale site or Etsy or, you know, yeah. a, a private client. Um, but I think because I had that mentality of like, this, this is a hobby until it's not, but let's not put the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would say no. Okay. Um, I think we had a lot of, we had a lot of head turns, right? Yeah. Cause like we, I've been working in hospitality since I was 14, Ariel, you 14 or 15, right? So we have a 35 year collective hospitality experience and you know, I, we were in restaurants most of our lives. So, you know, that, that is a different hustle and bustle and that's, you know, completely different world, you know, and then these people, you know, you surround yourself with people who are in the same circles, right? So when they find out, you're like, what, what are you doing when you get home? Yeah, you know, I, th- like- I think now when I go back, when I interact with anyone who I used to work with and they say, oh, what have you been up to? Are you, you know, working for a wine company? I'm like, no, we own a candle company. They're like, what? Yeah, and it's cool because like we know the success, but it, it does sound so random. Um, and so I think it's now kind of showing people like you, you know, would you like to, do you want to see what we do? Um, so not really, I don't think we really had a lot of pushback in the beginning. Yeah. I think both our, both our parents were, were so supportive from the beginning and you know, it was more, again, like you said, it was more like, what, what are you guys doing? Oh, okay. That's, like, okay, that's, that's cute. Cool. Yeah. Like, that's cute. We'll see how long this lasts. And now... And now my mom and dad, yeah. when they come down from New York, you know, they're they're making wicks and they're they're helping do stuff. You know, they, they go... get people to work. I get it. They go to get work. It. You need all hands on deck. Yeah. I totally yeah. get that. That's awesome. Where can people follow you? Where can they shop? Where can they do all that? Yeah. So, um, best place to follow us is Instagram. It's at Wash and Wick. Um, and it's W-A-S-H-A-N-D-W-I-K. Wick with no C. Um, and then that's the same social media handle for everything. And then, or you can go to www.washandwick.com. Perfect. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, if you're local to Orlando yeah, and please. you want to find us, um, just a couple of people we want to plug. Uh, yeah, please plug away. Uh, the neighbors have, um, our candles. Mm-hmm. 
they're great in East End Market. Um, Maffrey's sells some of our candles. Um, and then we have uh, various other, um, not our brand, but other brands. Private labels. Private labels that we've, labels that we've made. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all throughout Orlando. Do you want to produce, you want to plug some of those? Um, some of those, are, by the way, some of these, all these, a lot of these names are, are have been guests on my on my podcast. So yeah, can, no, so. <laughs> which is great too. So go on. Many people know us from, you know, being the candles of Gideon's Bakehouse. Yeah, Again, yeah. we do the salty donut, Kelly's ice cream. Pizza Bruno has candles, um, Honolulu Harry's, Bros with Hose. Um, we just started working with a company uh, who is online retail only, but really cool concept called Peculiar Pumpkin. So definitely check them out. They just launched this week. Okay. Um, but uh, really cool scents all inspired by Halloween. Um, so definitely check them out. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's that's the, where you can find us locally. That's where you can find us locally. So that's a, uh, that's amazing. I will, we'll talk offline. Cause I'm kind of curious on, I was thinking about this when, uh, last night when I, cause I always talk to my wife about my guests and I, uh, and we'll have to talk about this, but this is, I'm going to leave this thought before I close. Like what candle would actually be like a good food candle? Cause obviously baked goods are great. But I was like talk, jokingly telling her, I was like, what would be a good sandwich candle? Or like, and I was like, no one wants Chick a Chick-fil-A candle. Like that smells like Chick-fil-A. Cause I'm like, your car smells like it. But after a while you don't want that. <laughs> and so then I, my wife started laughing and she's like, oh, do not start thinking I'm like bacon. I'm like, would a bacon candle work? And then she's like, do you really want to have all that smelled out all the time? I'm like, no, I don't. That's the, but I'm like, but I was like, it just made me laugh. Cause I was just like thinking about I'm like, what smell would food wise, would I want to have that I could smell all day? Um, you know, so it's definitely something very interesting that you guys do. Um, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for Ariel and to Gary for being on from Washington Wick. Um, definitely make sure to check them out, um, online. If you go to any of these locations, I would love for you to take a picture, um, with their product or if not, at least share your product with them. Um, I definitely appreciate that. If you enjoyed the show, definitely make sure to subscribe. Um, if you want to support my brand, check out Delhi Fresh Threads, do some shopping there, tell all your friends about us. Um, thank you. Until next time, keep eating sandwiches and follow your passion. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>